Hey, um, over the next eight weeks, we're going to be talking about um, the I am statements of Jesus and these two words, I am, and what they mean. I want to just kind of open us up uh, tonight to the idea of a name, a name. What, what is the significance of a name? Now, every single one of you was given a name when you were born. Is that correct? Or no? Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Every single one of you was given a name. Have you ever stopped to ask your mom or dad why you were given that name? Or were you just okay with that name? Like people have been calling you that name your whole life. And maybe you've never stopped to question, why are y'all calling me that? Have you ever thought about that? When Janice and I uh, were in the hospital uh, and Taylor had just been born. Now, we had come up with the name Taylor before because it was pretty much the only name we could agree on for a girl. And so we were like, I think it's, you know, I think some, one of us said the name Taylor and the other one was like, that's it. That's the one we're going with. You know, we weren't like, I don't think we were researching books or anything like that. It was just Taylor is, is the name. We love that name. And so uh, I remember being in the hospital, I don't know if you remember this, um, but Janice was holding Taylor, and she was like, she looks like a Taylor. And I was like, what? Like, the more I thought about that, I was like, what does that even mean? You know, like, is there like a standard Taylor somewhere? And she was like, hmm, yeah, see the similarities in the Taylors here. You know, like, it didn't really, I wasn't really understanding. And so I want to ask us tonight if you've ever thought about the reason for a name and what is the purpose. So I want us to consider this. Let's consider what is the purpose of a name. So I want to confess to you tonight before we move any further that I'm a name dropper, okay? It's a disgusting habit, but I'm a name dropper. If I know anybody famous or anybody special and there is a point in time where I can use that name in order to elevate myself, I'll do it, okay? So confession, name dropper. Anybody else know somebody famous and sometimes you're like, hey, I don't know if you knew this, but I know that person. You, Brady, you do? Wow, that is gonna be useful. Um, I'm a name dropper. Uh, so I'll just give you a, a, a quick understanding. I'll confess, and in the midst of this confession, I will also name drop so that you know how cool I am, okay? So, um, so I was at Passion Conference, huge conference, bunch of college students. I was a college student, very immature, very uh, single at the moment, and uh, that is without girlfriend. And I'm sitting at the Passion Conference, and um, and I'm sitting around, and I hear these, uh, you know, I hear a couple girls in front of me, and they're talking about the worship leader, who is like the dreamiest guy ever on planet Earth. And I get this idea, and I was, I was like, wait a second, they're actually talking about my best friend. And so I was like, hmm, how can I, single college student, use this to my advantage to meet said girls, right? And so I tapped him on the shoulder, really cool. Bowl cut, butt cut, looking awesome. And I was like, um, hey, uh, the guy you're talking about, it's my best friend. Well, he used to be, and then he didn't talk to me anymore. But, uh, but I was like, that's my best friend. Didn't know if you knew that. And they were like, really? And I was like, yep. 
And then they turned around. And it didn't really, nothing really happened. But I was like, dang, did I use it? Maybe I messed it up or used it wrong or something like that. So I'm a name dropper, okay? So what is the purpose of a name? I want to give you two things real quick tonight. Number one, it carries identity. A name carries identity. If I said to you here, for those of you who would know this person, hey, where is um, Connor Godfrey? If I told you, where is Connor Godfrey? Yeah, okay. So people who know him, the three guys, they would be like, no, that was, I just, nobody else said anything. Connor, I know you. I know you. I can identify you through Connor Godfrey. The name, the name, if I say who's Connor Godfrey, and if y'all knew him, you would go, he's over there, right? This name, a name carries identity. Otherwise, we'd be walking around going, hey, guy, hey, guy, hey, guy, hey, guy. You know, it carries identity. You can identify somebody based on a name, okay? So number one, what's the purpose of a name? It carries identity. It carries incredible, incredible identity. Number two, it carries recognition. It carries recognition. So it not only carries identity, but it carries recognition. If I were to ask you, who is Steve Jobs, what would you say? What? Yeah, thank you. It's the Apple guy. Somebody say best friend? Yeah, name dropper. Um, listen, Steve Jobs, he's the Apple guy. A lot of people, would, if you, they heard the name Steve Jobs, they go, that's the Apple guy, right? It, you have one of his products in your pocket pretty much at all time. So you can recognize it brings recognition. You're able to point to something about that person. So it brings recognition. It carries recognition, carries identity, carries recognition. I'll tell you one more um, story here. So my dad, uh, he was kind of one of the, one of the big wigs at, at Johnson Ferry Baptist Church. And y'all probably have no idea where that is. But Johnson Ferry Baptist Church over in Marietta. And he was like uh, associate pastor. And everybody knew my dad growing up. I loved being the, the uh, pastor's kid because I was like just elevated just a little bit cooler uh, because my dad, everybody knew my dad, you know. Um, and so because of that, people knew me. And that was awesome because they wouldn't know me otherwise. Um, and so I was in college. My dad's still working at Johnson Ferry, but I'm removed from Johnson Ferry Baptist Church. But I come back to see my dad. And I go uh, into Johnson Ferry Baptist Church, again, where people, like, they have lost understanding of who I am because I haven't been there in a couple years. I think it was my junior year. And I go up to this conference room where nobody is. And I decided that I was going to read because my car was getting washed right next door. And so I'm over there and I'm reading a book. So I get comfortable in these big loungy like business chairs and I kick my feet up on the table because my dad pretty much owns the place. And so I kick my feet up on the table. I'm sitting there and I'm reading. It's like a, it's a Christian book or something like that, you know. And uh, this, the, whole, the whole wall of this room, there's a hallway on the other side and it's all glass. And I'm reading heads down, but I see somebody kind of pass in front of the glass. And, and it's a security guard because they got to have security guards in case the Christians get wild over there. And so security guard walks by and he kind of starts to slow down. And I was like, what is this guy doing? And so he slows down. And he's kind of, I look up and he's like looking in the glass. So if the glass is over here, he's kind of walking by like, kind of going like this. And I was like, what is this? Am I, am I arrested for reading a Christian book? What is... And so he walks by and he just like stops and stares me down. Then he proceeds over to the door and he opens the door and he's like, <clears throat> like telling me to get my feet down. And I was like, oh, uh, I'm an Enneagram one, so I'm a rule follower. So pull my feet down really quick. 
and sat there. And, uh, and he was like, what do you think you're doing here? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get kicked out of the church. <laughs> it's awesome. This is the greatest day. And, uh, and so he was like, what do you think you're doing here? And I was like, well, I'm reading a book. You, you saw me through the window reading the book. And he was like, I don't think you're supposed to be in here. And I was like, what is happening right now? And uh, he was like, sir, I'm going to ask you to, uh, I'm gonna have to escort you off the premises. And I was like, oh, shoot. I'm really getting kicked out. Um, and I was like, I was like no, um, no, sir, you, you don't understand. Um, my dad, he works here. And he was like, really? Who is it? And I was like, well, my dad's Bill Gambrell. And he was like, your, your, dad's, your dad's Bill Gambrell? He was like, sir, have a, nice, have a nice day. Have a nice day. And he walked on, and I was like, that's right, my dad's Bill Gambrell, and don't you forget it, cop, copper. Um, y'all, a, a name carries incredible weight, incredible weight. I love what this, this uh, speaker, he's a speaker on communication. He says this, Dale Carnegie. He says, remember my name, and you add to my feeling of importance. Remember my name, and you add to my feeling of importance. There is incredible weight and significance in the thought of a name. And so y'all remember we spent the last couple weeks talking about where we're headed this year. We're here for nothing else but the glory of God. That's what I want our time here on Wednesdays to be about. So why don't we talk about who he is and who he claimed he was. I think a lot of times we spend a, we spend a good bit of time in the church talking about topics that we find in scripture that could change who we are, things that we need to change about ourselves to change who we are. And over the next eight weeks, I don't want us to get caught, I want us to get caught up in talking about who he is. And I believe, I really believe that if we get caught up in talking who he is and who he claimed to be, I believe that there is incredible transformation in that for us as we recognize who he is and who, who we are not, okay? So we're going to look at a couple passages of scripture here real quick. Um, hey, I'll say this too. When we get in here on Wednesday nights, if y'all, if y'all got phones, if you would just put them in your pocket, you typically won't need them, all the scriptures up there. So here's what he says. Um, as we talk about the I am statements, I am sets, I am sets the stage for who a person is. And the first I am that we see of God is through an encounter with Moses, so if you've got your Bibles and you want to go to Exodus 3, 13 through 15, head there. We're going to talk about these two words real quick as we set up the next seven weeks beyond this. Here's what it says. And y'all remember um, kind of what is going on here. Moses has kind of gone off to a distant land and God comes back to Moses and through a burning bush, he calls Moses to go back to Pharaoh and ask Pharaoh to release the people. Now Moses, not extremely important, Right? He's not this important guy, but he is asked to go to Pharaoh, who's this incredible guy who everybody knows his name, but nobody knows Moses' name. Hardly anybody does. He's asked to go to this guy who everybody knows who there is incredible importance and weight in the name Pharaoh, and he's asked to go to him and ask him to release God's people. And so this is where we get to. But Moses protested, God, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you. They will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent you. Goes on to say, God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. Yahweh, 
the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. So I want to take a moment because this, this two words, this two words, I am right here, is incredibly, incredibly important. It's so important. So I want us to just get a little bit of the background of this. Now, this is going to feel like Greek or Hebrew class real quick, okay? But just hang with me and try and understand what is going on right here, okay? So I, Zach could probably do a better job of this. So Zach, if I mess this up, then just come back. Zach is going to come back next week and just clean up all the mistakes, Zach. Um, so here we go. I want to put this up for you real quick so you can see this. This word in Hebrew um, for, for I am is, is kind of, it's got these confusing Y-H-W-H, okay? This is the Hebrew word for I am. This is how God revealed himself to Moses. Now, this, these two words, I am, speak to so many of the attributes of who God is. Speaks to so many of the attributes of who God is. I want y'all to talk about that in your groups. What does it mean? If somebody came up to you and you said, hey, what is your name? And they said, I am. It would be weird. But think about what that might mean. What is he trying to communicate there? Um, now, the Hebrew reader here would say Adonai. Everybody say Adonai. Okay. You may have heard this word before. This is actually the word that the Jews would have used when this word came up in Scripture. This Hebrew word for I am came up. They would have said Adonai because of the power that was in this name. They didn't even want to say it. They weren't even uh, basically allowed to say that word at the top. And so they would say the word Adonai. Why? Because there's incredible power in the name there's incredible power in this name. So we have taken our own translation of this Hebrew word and we have made it Yahweh, which a lot of you have probably heard. They take the vowels from Adonai and it, is, it forms Yahweh, which is what we have, this word I am, this word for God. This is used 6,828 times in the Old Testament. We see this word Yahweh. Now, some versions of your Bible, as you look through, you might see that it uses uh, this as all caps, Lord, to communicate this word Yahweh. And then we get over to the Greek translation here, because I've got one more passage of scripture I want to read to you. We get over to this Greek translation. I'm actually going to go ahead, we'll come back to that slide, and uh, Bella, and then, and then uh, I'll show that one. So let's go to the, the John passage. Check this out. John 8, 56 through 58 says this. Now, Jesus is having kind of like a little back and forth, uh, heated conversation with some people. And he says, your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He's talking about himself, Jesus. He saw it and was glad. And the people said, you aren't even 50 years old. How can you say you have seen Abraham? And Jesus answered this way. He said, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. Okay, let's go back to that slide. Now, Jesus claims that he is I am. God claims that he is I am through Yahweh. And, and Jesus says uh, this word, it is, uh, somebody was just telling me product, correct pronunciation. Ego am, uh, ego am I. Ego am I. That's how you say that top word. You're, if some of you are like, what font is that? I can't read that. That is in Greek, okay? Uh, ego am I. It's Greek for I am. It's equivalent to 
Yahweh in the Greek. This is how Jesus refers to himself. So listen, as we study all the I am statements of Jesus, as we study all the I am statements of Jesus, this is how it's going to begin. Begin. Ego am I. I am. These are the I am statements of Jesus. So look, when we look back at the Old Testament in Exodus 3, when God says to Moses, tell them that I am sent you, I want to I I show you two things. When, he, when God declares I am who I am, he confirms his two things. He confirms his presence, that he was at the beginning, that he is in Moses' life right now, and he will continue to be beyond that moment. So God communicates with I am. He communicates his presence. I have been with you since the beginning of time. I will be with you right now as you do what I'm asking you to do, and I'm going to continue to be with you. He communicates his presence through these words, I am. He also communicates his capability or his power, his capability or his power, saying that he does not need refueling. He never grows weary, and he is with constant resources of the things that we need. There's incredible power in the statement of him saying, I am. But then we see Jesus communicate the same thing as he tells these people. He tells them that I am before Abraham was, I am. Now, this is an outrageous claim. It's one that almost gets him killed. If you continue to read, they pick up stones to chase him down. But Jesus is a little faster than everybody else, so they don't get him, okay? This is an outrageous claim that almost gets him killed. Think about what he's saying here. Now, if the people in that day used a different word because they didn't want to say the word for God, and somebody came along and claimed that they were God, this is a very big claim. I mean, just, just imagine if somebody came in claiming that they were, that they were God. Hey, I just want everybody in here to know that I am God. I am God in flesh. We would probably be like, uh, I'm going to Burnt Hickory next week or something like that. You know, we'd be like, hang them back here. This is, something's going on. The name carried incredible, incredible weight. And that's what we're going to study over the next seven weeks. We're going to study what we sang about, the great I am. The great I am. These are the statements that Jesus says he is. These are statements that a lot of times we're going to see got him in trouble when he claimed some of these things. And if we're going to say, that's who I believe in, then how about we talk about for the next seven weeks who he is, who he is. Let's not talk about, listen, I believe that some of these names are going to bring up things in our lives that we need to trust him with more or that we need to uh, change about ourselves. But let's just take the next seven weeks and let's just focus on him and see what that does for us. I think each one of these I am statements is linked to a promise and it's linked to a proposal. Okay, we'll get to these each week. We're going to ask these same questions each week. It's linked to a promise. The promise is that I will be this for you. I am the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. I will be this for you. If you just trust me, I will be this for you. I am the gate for the sheep. If you just trust me, I will be this for you. I'm the resurrection and the life. I will be this for you. I will be this for you. There's a promise in each one of these, but there's also the proposal. The proposal is, do you want me to be that in your life? Do you want me to be that in your life? In a proposal, the guy is 
um, the guy is saying, uh, hey, listen, he's been dating this girl for, for quite some time. And the guy is saying, hey, listen, enough of just me. Like I've lived just myself for long enough. I want it to be me and you. That's the proposal. I want it to be me and you. And so we, when he says, I am, we must remember this. We must remember that I am not. When he says, I am these things, then we remember that I am not. When he says, he's saying, I am the center of everything. I'm in control. I am the same forever. I'm the Lord. I'm the creator. I am more than enough. And I think we're going to recognize that our declaration is, I am not the center. And I am not in control. And I am not the solution. And I am not all powerful. And I am not the Lord. I think as we read these I am statements, we're going to realize that we, that without him and apart from him, we are not. I am not. And so that's my hope and my prayer for the next seven weeks. Um, Hey, in small groups tonight, we're going to dig into that a little deeper, those couple passages. I want you all to talk about the power of a name. Why is this important that we study the name, uh, the things that Jesus claims of himself for the next seven weeks? Why is it important that we do that? So talk about the name. Talk about what these two words, I am, actually mean. What do these mean for you? What do these mean for your group? Let me pray for us. Father, thanks for uh, our time tonight. Thanks for the opportunity just to dig into the power of your name. And I pray that we would stay focused tonight as we jump into groups and talk about this. I think we spend a lot of time talking about um, ourselves and what needs to change and the things that we've got going on, on in our lives. Man, Father, would you just allow us to just stop for a couple minutes and just focus in on who you are and recognize who you are. I think that's the most beautiful thing that we can do over these next couple weeks. And I think that's the thing that's going to change our life the most. The more and more we understand you, the more and more we understand who we have on our side. And so, Father, thank you for that. Um, God, we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor tonight. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.